the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. there and the Super Bowl experience I got to tell you was wonderful we had a great time uh let me tell you that uh I was up in the nosebleed section which is okay you know it was still fun to be there but I was right eye level with that big screen tv in the end zone can you believe that thing it is sounds pretty cool doc it is huge it is huge and so uh I I was uh quite happy to to be there uh, you know, we got the free tickets, and Miley Cyrus played for us, and uh, that was really a, a real treat. Uh, so I was pleased that that we got to see her, and she actually behaved fairly well. You know, she's certainly not the person that would you would have expected because she was appropriate, and, uh, and she did all a bunch of hit songs. But I guess she she knows her audience. You know, she knows how to play that, and. Uh, that's important uh, if you're going to be a successful actor or actress to have that ability to to appeal to the audience that you're dealing with. So I guess when she's with the younger crowd, she's a little raunchier, but she figured doctors and nurses, they've all heard this, <laughs> seen this before, you know, needs to see her. Boy, she is fit, fit as a fiddle. I'm telling you, she must work out four or five hours a day. I was uh, I was really shocked at how muscular she is. <clears throat> so that was pretty interesting, and uh, they had free wine and beer and food for us, and we had a nice two two and a half hour uh, conference or not conference, but uh, uh, concert. And Roger Goodell came out and spoke. Can you believe that? Oh, the NFL. He came out and thanked us all for being there. It was really special of him. I was I was uh, I was I was pretty impressed. So at any rate, it turned out good. Got up into the stands thought I was going to die going up and down those stairs. And uh, a couple of the nurses, I, I saw them in the next section over, and I went over and I said, hey, how'd you guys get seats together? <laughs> there are two characters that cracked me up. And the one uh, one nurse said, well, I was sitting here, because this wasn't my seat, but it was her seat, Miss D next to her. And uh, so this woman came up and said, hey, you're in my seat. Now, can I please have it? And she said, oh, um, well, we're married, and this is my wife, and she has seizures, and I have her medication, so I have to stay here with her if we can find you another seat. (laughs) 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 I laughed my head off. 
And so the the, the head usher came up and found this lady in another seat. <laughs> but then I, so then I'm over there with them, and we're dancing at halftime. And some of these women are tall and, you know, fairly muscular, large. Not I'm not going to say heavy, but they're big women. I mean big, really big, you know, like Bertha, Bertha Butts. And so uh, then the usher came up, the head usher came up again with his badge and all that and said, there have been complaints about you three. (laughs) (laughs) So I I took off and went back to my seat. But uh, it it was funny. One of the women in our group, Joy, she actually got her ticket. This was a lottery. So you got them wherever they, you know, they just threw them in a hat and pulled them out. And she was sitting with Miley Cyrus and Billy Idol and Miley's brother and sister and all these dignitaries and, and some box down somewhere up on the field or down on the field in those. And so she got wined and dined the whole time with uh, with Miley Cyrus, the, the famous singer. So that was pretty cool. And she had her hat signed by them. So I thought it was a you know it was an interesting experience. We had a good time. How was the flyover? You had the flyover of the uh, three uh, bombers. That oh, was cool. Oh. You 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 couldn't believe that. That was the coolest thing. It was a B one, a B fifty two, and I think an F one seventeen, and it was awesome. I mean, it was just awesome. They are such magnificent planes. That B fifty two, even though that thing's what fifty, sixty, seventy years old, it still looks great. I mean, and boy, it kicks out some uh, some exhaust though. You know, yeah. It's not a stealth. <laughs> Yeah, they had the B fifty two. They had the B one and the B two. I think because when you added it all up, it, it's, was that it's the B two. Yeah. yeah, it was when you added it all up. It equaled fifty five for fifty five Super Bowl fifty five. So that's why they did it that way. I think B one, B two, B fifty two. You add all those numbers up, and it equals fifty five, and it was Super Bowl fifty five. Oh yeah. Air Force had a yeah, that, had a reason for that, I guess. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, you you may be smarter than me. I didn't realize that you knew that much. Uh, so. <laughs> Just I'm about refer airplanes. To you. Yeah. Oh, just okay. All just right. airplanes. Yeah. That, that. So I got some great news. Uh, you know the show last week? Yeah. I got it streaming on YouTube. And uh, so we were talking about the virus. And guess what? YouTube pulled my show. Get out. And gave me a warning. I, I kid you not. <laughs> and so I, I, <laughs> I was like, what? So I appealed and I said, because I guess they have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, conspiracy theorists and, and misinformation coming out. And so, I, you know, I, uh, Mary said, uh, Mary is our, our in-house mother, uh, ad woman, uh, overseer. And so she said, you got to appeal that, Doc, you got to appeal that. So I wrote them and I said, you know, I'm a doctor and I've been involved with the virus and taking care of patients and I do my research. And, and so they said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll drop that, your suspension. We'll put the show back on and, and you, you're, you don't have any warnings now because I guess if you get a second warning, you're gone. I, they, they're pretty strict, and they have a whole bunch of words. I was looking at their policy, words that I don't understand, Ken. I don't even know <laughs> what they mean. I have no idea. You know, they're, I'm, I'm afraid to say them because I'm afraid I'll get pulled, but I guess it's what the younger generation is using to, uh, to disrespect each other and uh, to, uh, um, you know, to harass each other and, and of course, their audience are the people that come and look at the videos and the audios, and, and that's who they sell to. And so they don't want anybody turned off because they want to sell ads, right? I mean, that's what they do. Well, sure, yeah. Well, we never did, so, you never said anything here that would be um, 
well, grounds for being pulled off of YouTube. I can't I can't think of anything. Well, you know, you would think that the F word would be a big deal. Well, I, yeah, you I would, didn't even see that. We, <laughs> don't like do that. You'll get, I've never you'll, get, heard. you'll get pulled from here. You do that, so it's. it's oh, I know. <laughs> you know, with with our generation, that's a no no. But oh, yeah. I guess with the younger generation, unless unless you use it against someone, uh, then it's you know just normal speech. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. Just stick to so the radio then, Doc. Stay off that social media. Just stick to the radio. That's where you should be. Well, but they let me back on, and I sent them my resume and everything, and I said, you guys need to listen to this show because you're going to learn a lot about the virus just by listening to Dr. Bill. And, you know, Mary told uh, the people at corporate where in Dallas or where are they, Dallas or San Francisco or somewhere out there in the West, she said, you guys need to be listening to Handelman. <laughs> you want to know what's going on with the virus? Like, yes, Mary. Yeah, you go, girl. Give it to him. Hey, you've been ahead so, of the CDC well, all the way. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm going way ahead of them. And and now, you know, uh, Edgar, one of the uh, – sounds like we got a little feedback. I think I'm going through both your control panel and my phone, so I'm, I'm guessing the people on Facebook and YouTube are hearing me in an echo, but I don't know for sure because um, I'm not monitoring that, so I'm going to have to do that next. I'll have to figure out how to set that up. I'm getting there, folks. I'm getting there. You know, Dr. Bill's doing this all on his own, so you got to – Yeah, you don't have a 12-year-old. You don't have a 13- or 14-year-old there to help you out, so. No, and, you know, I really need a, uh, I really need an engineer in here to run my control panels and work my camera and all that. We'll get there. We're going to have the gel to sell soon, and so once that gets going, we'll be in good shape. I'm I'm really confident about that. By the way, the toenail gel the study is coming along nicely. I hope to have it done by the end of summer and start marketing next fall. And uh, if you want to join the study, the antifungal nail gel study, just give us a call at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411, and we will uh, – we will get you up and going with that. You get pre toenail gel. We'll get some Dr. Bill mugs and toenail gel for life. For life. <laughs> We're taking part and, in the I study. Mean, huh? That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and they can be part of the study. And so you, you'll be famous because this is going through the FDA. And so you can say, I was in an FDA study with Dr. Bill. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, at any rate, certain words we can't say on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what Facebook's rules are. They haven't dinged me for anything yet. Uh, I guess that's more of a supposed to be a one-on-one or a, a group thing. You know, I guess if you go public on that, then you can get yourself in some trouble. But I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a big deal at this point in time. So, Well, maybe they actually I, listen I, to the show instead of listening to some computer algorithm somewhere telling you this show has to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't think that the that uh, I think that I'm streaming okay on Facebook and YouTube now, uh, but I don't think anybody can hear you because the, we don't have the Skype. Uh, oh right, coming yeah. through. Right. So exactly. if people wonder what I'm doing here. I'm I'm talking with with Ken, and Ken still has his control panel on because I'm hearing a little feedback there, <laughs> or it's my panel maybe. No, it's not Somebody's mine. It should be yours, panel. It must like, be mine. Yes. It must be mine. So they they didn't uh, convict the president, but we had some more Republicans at Bolton. Did you see that? I did. What, seven? Yeah, seven. Yeah. And uh, I have a feeling they're going to have a hard time getting reelected. I think they already knew that when they voted that way. Yeah, so. 
And, uh, you know, their reasons didn't make any sense, but, you know, I, I think they just just disliked the man. And the hatred of the man, it just, it's beyond comprehension. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I know he's an obnoxious SOB, but so what? You know, he did a lot of good things for the country. Yeah, that's why we voted for him. We, he wasn't a typical politician. No, he wasn't. And he isn't. He'll yeah. be back. He'll be back. Well, not him, something that is his influence. a lot like him. Yes, Yeah, exactly. his influence will be there. And so that's a good thing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to being part of that too, I want to, you know, I want to continue our whatever we're calling this, our our revolution or whatever. Oh, by the way, I heard Barney. You know, the, the White House said they were thinking about shutting down travel to Florida. Did you hear that? Last uh, I week? heard that. Yes, and uh, our governor was not too happy about that. Yes, no, he was not, and he said you can't do that. That's not constitutional, and blah 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 blah. And so he, Barney, you know, Barney is one of the. Uh, one of the uh, radio show or the television hosts on the Fox Business Channel, and he tracks the stock market and talks to politicians and talks to business leaders and all that. And he said, hmm, time for revolution. And I was thinking, he means, I think, violent revolution. I'm like, whoa, how this guy. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't mean that. That's not good for the stock market. So, No, no. So. <laughs> And, and he's fully invested. I'm yes, sure. he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah. <laughs> so at any rate, we had uh, we had a little uh, to do with the president and our governor. I think our governor won that one, didn't he? Um, well, nothing's official yet, but I think in the, the uh, courtroom of public opinion, he I think he won. Yeah. You can't just shut yeah, down a whole so. state like that. You just can't say nobody can fly there anymore. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, we'd have to we'd have to beef up Allegiant Airlines and make it go international. I mean, that, that <laughs> fly out of and then directly into and out of Florida and bypass all the other hubs. They have to fly and from it, New York to L.A., then to China, then back to Florida. And you know, Allegiant. I don't know if anybody's ever flown on Allegiant. I've, we've I've taken never it done. several times. Um, it's it's real cheap until you want a drink of water or use the bathroom or bring a carry-on <laughs> bag. So every you get charged for everything. But if you can, you know, empty your bladder and uh, not be hungry and, uh, and, and don't bring anything with you, so you can probably – because it's like $35 when you bring a bag. Now, for $35, you can go to the Salvation Army when you get wherever you're going, and you can – or Goodwill, and you can get a whole outfit. I mean, I got a six-pack of socks for six bucks and uh, at Goodwill and a six-pack of underwear for seven bucks. So, And then you can pick up a few pairs of shirts and pants and get a belt, and you're done. So, uh, But it's a real, it's a real uh, inexpensive way to fly if you know how to do it. And the jets are, you know, they're like any other jet. I think in the early days they, they were a little – there was some concern, shall I say, about the – maintenance and upkeep but now they've got some brand new jets they bought a whole new fleet and they've extended their their range so uh, we have that and they're i believe based here in florida or this is one of their big bases so um, we can always use them we could always run up to the air force base up in the panhandle and steal some of their uh steal an f-15 or something like that yeah sure well i think we probably need one of the big cargos don't you think oh probably cargo jet sure 
Actually, I think they have five days or whatever. They, they probably have a couple of Lear jets based there too. That would be more comfortable. Well, that's for you and me for the for the organizers. <laughs> <laughs> for the generals, exactly. That's right. That's right for the generals. <laughs> but I'm trying to envision how you know it's a pretty long border Florida has. I mean, we yeah. we touch on Georgia, Alabama, and almost a little bit of Mississippi. Where I mean, we're right there, you know. So. That would be a hard border to defend, and it'd take a lot of. Uh, I guess we'd have to space our troops out like every thirty or forty, fifty feet in order to span the whole thing and protect against Joe Biden coming in here and, and <laughs> taking taking his man. <laughs> Joe's after me. <laughs> here come the Bidens. So I wonder how the president's uh, ratings are going to fare, or the ex-president's ratings are going to fare after this. What do you think? I, I think that after all this dies down, people are going to say, "You know what? He got a bum rap." That always because I that, can't. That always seems to happen with presidents as time goes on, as the year or two goes by. All of a sudden, no, well, you know, he wasn't yeah, that uh, bad, <laughs> considering what we're dealing with now. I mean, they hated George Bush, and, right? Uh, and now and he's now he's not he's, seen like that anymore at all. Well, they, everybody was so mad because they thought that he embroiled us in the war and the second Gulf War in the Middle East and that that was a tactical and diplomatic blunder, uh, a strategic blunder, I would guess, too. But actually, I said at that time, uh, you, you're going to have to give it 15 or 20 years, but, you know, the Arab Spring will uh, turn out to be a good thing. And I, I think it I think it is turning out because Iraq is relatively peaceful and uh, it's productive now. And uh, there's a a real stand. There's an arm locking against the Iranians, the Persians, who I've talked about before. And, you know, they have been trying to take over the Arab world and actually the the whole Western world for 2,500, 3,000 years they've been trying to do this. It doesn't matter what religion they are. And, of course, the the Sunnis and the Shias are two different different sects of Islam. The Shias were more a reaction to the Sunnis because at that time, uh, the the Arabs uh, invaded Iran and took over and forced Islam on on the Persians, and so the Persians uh, came up with their own version of it, which is Shia, which has a little bit of uh, you know, Ali is coming back, that Jesus kind of thing, and and so it should be interesting to see how this all shakes out over the over the decades. But I think that George uh, W. Bush probably was correct that we did the right thing in fighting the war there. And uh, now we've got Israel and uh, the Arab countries around it. They're locking arms. They're they're having discourse. They're opening embassies in each other's countries. I mean, that's what we want, you know. That's yeah. what we and, want. And Saddam Hussein was no, uh, no, no prince, you know what I mean? He had to go. Oh, yeah. He had to go. Yeah. And, and, and I think that uh, – I think that in order to – because the prediction 30, 40 years ago is that the next nuclear war would not come from the United States and Russia. It would come from the Middle East, that that's what would start the, the next world war, and it would be nuclear because you, you had a lot of uh, – I don't know. How do you say it? There's a, there's a lot of passionate people in the Arab and, and Persian world. You know what I mean? I right. Mean, there's, not a lot of – feel very strongly. It, it it was like uh, essentially it was the Japanese in nineteen thirties. They felt the same way about everything. It was like oh yeah, they felt that they were right, and uh, the rest of us had to succumb to their their way of thinking. And it was so, worth and it was worth dying for their way of life. So that's how that basically played out on those islands that got pretty bad. 
where they were. Going you know what? Yeah. They didn't. They didn't count. <laughs> they didn't think the United States would fight. They didn't think so. No, they yeah. thought we would just kind of yeah. say, "Oh, sorry. All right, we won't do that again. Go ahead, take what we you want." We won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. They destroyed our our Pacific fleet. Let's just pull back and give them everything they can have: Hawaii and Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, and you know they were surprised. They said. These guys fight like samurais, you know. They're kamikazes. The Americans are unafraid of death. They go running in there and do what they have to do. But you know, you get in the battlefield, and if you're trained properly, you're gonna you're gonna look out for your buddy. That's the thing. Uh, you're, you're you're fighting for your country, but ultimately, you're fighting for the guy next to you because you depend on each other. Yeah. You know? It's a it, you have to. Uh, you you got to take care of each other. It's you're kind of stuck out there on a branch, and somebody's sawing it off behind you. So you better you better figure out how you guys can you know sort of mitigate the damage. As well, I think it wasn't even uh, Yamamoto who told the uh, Japanese leaders back then that I'll be able to fight, do anything you want for six months, but after that, yeah, no guarantees. Yeah, yeah. Yamamoto said you've awakened a sleeping giant, yeah, a sleeping exactly. tiger, and they and, did. And uh, because most of those guys had never been to the United States and they didn't know much about it. No, they, were looking, so at, they, they act, were looking at films from the 20s, people dancing, drinking, having a ball. You know, they figured we were just weak. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we, we are kind of a, a body, rough. Uh, and the other thing that we do that most countries don't do is we hang our dirty laundry out. We don't care. Yeah. You know, our press is wide open. Well, it used to be. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they would put anything they wanted on the airwaves and on the on the social, on the, what was in the social media, the newspaper and the tabloids and, uh, radio. And, uh, you know, the telephone was, uh, what, about 70, 80 years old when World War II started. So that was still somewhat new technology, you know. And, uh, uh films and films were, were big, of course. Everybody went to the movies on the weekends and they, they used to uh, run all these yep. news shorts, like little five minute yep. newscasts in between movies back then. So. Yeah, they. I mean, they did, even did that when I was a kid. They were still doing that in the fifties. Really, I don't remember we seeing those. So kids. you're older than me, though. So, <laughs> well, a few years, not much. Uh, but uh, you're getting there, and I welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about a how about a how about a cup of coffee and a break, real quick? Is it time already? It is already thirty minutes into the show. I know. Yeah. Get out of town, man! What happened to the morning? <laughs> All right, we'll grab right a by. cup of Joe. I'll see if I can get this uh, going on my uh, Skype here, and I'll call you back in a few minutes. If I can't get you on Skype, I'll call you back on my cell phone. Very good. Meet you I'm back Dr. here, Dr. Bill. Hang in. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The Senate yesterday acquitted Donald Trump in his historic impeachment trial. The case, uh, rare weekend session came barely a month after the deadly January 6th siege at the U.S. Capitol. The vote was 57 to 43 to convict, with seven Republicans joining all 50 Democrats, but that was 10 votes short of the two-thirds majority required. The end of the impeachment trial opens a new chapter for Mr. Trump's successor in the White House. President Biden and his aides had avoided addressing the trial over the past week and focused on their own agenda. Privately, aides worried that a lengthy trial would bog down the Senate and slow progress on Mr. Biden's COVID-19 relief bill. A winter storm has blanketed the Pacific Northwest with ice and snow. Snow is expected to continue falling in Washington State, Oregon, and Idaho, with more wet weather expected Sunday night. More details at srnews.com. 
Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. This is Matt Crowder live at the Shell Station on 41st Street reporting on the free gas app called Get Upside that's letting people all over the country earn cash back on every gallon of gas they buy. Excuse me, miss. Have you heard of the Get Upside gas app? Of course. People are earning as much as $300 a year with the Get Upside app. It's so easy. Open the app to see nearby gas stations offering money back, pick the one you want, and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Wow. Well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Get Upside gas app and earn up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder, Radio News Network. Download the free Get Upside app now in the App Store or Google Play to earn up to 25 cents a gallon cash back when you buy gas. Use promo code TIRE for a 50 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Get up to 75 cents a gallon cash back on your next fill-up when you download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TIRE. Promo code TIRE. Take AM860 The Answer with you wherever you go with our mobile app, TheAnswerTampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. Hey, everybody, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show, it's maybe the most loved show of the year. Richard Norton Smith, America's historian, walks through every president from George Washington through Bill Clinton. Now, we taped this a few years ago, but we play it every President's Day because you folks want it on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6 on AM860 The Answer. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy today with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm and a high 77. Tonight, a shower in the evening, otherwise warm with considerable clouds and a low 70. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a thunderstorm in one or two spots in the afternoon and a high 79. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, 
The answer. I am certainly yeah. here. I never leave your side. Oh, thank God for that. Okay, <laughs> so we're back, and uh, we were talking about, well, we talked about the Super Bowl, 55. We talked about the flyover. We talked about the president's, uh, President Trump's impeachment, and a little bit about the Middle East. And <clears throat> I did want to talk about the virus again because this is so important, and so many people are asking me questions. By the way, I did get uh, uh, approval as a Florida shot site. So once they start dosing or sending out the, the vaccine to the physicians who are registered with the Florida shot site, you have to register if you're going to give vaccination. So most of the pediatricians are already registered uh, because they give the kids their vaccinations. And, and we registered uh, years ago, but you had to do a second special registration for the uh, COVID vaccine, Ken, because uh, the FDA wants you to sign some waivers and sign some agreements that you'll do this and do that and make make notes and report any adverse events and all that, which is fine. We'll do that. So we should have that. I'm guessing that within a month they'll start sending it out to the doctors. I, th- I think some of the pharmacies and uh, Publix and some other places have had some doses sent to them. And, of course, Sleepy Joe is going to take credit for that and say that he's the one who ramped it up and made it all better for us and did have you noticed how the number of uh of uh, uh new cases is leveling off <laughs> now that biden's in office i love it i don't know and everything's opening up again you... doc everything's okay for everybody to open up again now apparently so except florida except florida <laughs> florida's got to shut down because there are no good skunks and you know we actually gained republican votes unbelievable yeah so at any rate the people are asking me, uh, one of the guys at the lunch table, Edgar, he's uh, one of the intensive care doctors. So he's on the front line taking care of a lot of the COVID patients. Uh, you know, he gets consulted on them. They, they go to the ICU. We use ICU two and three to um, keep them separated from the rest of the unit, uh, unless there's an overflow. And he's all worried. He says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid it's only going to last. The antibodies are only going to last six months. Well, Edgar reads just a little bit, and I mean, he's a really bright guy, but, you know, he, he's kind of skimming through things. So I looked at the study where this idea came from, and it's actually out of uh, uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the Pfizer vaccine, and it's called the safety and efficacy of the BNT162B2 messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccine, which is the one that I got, and it's almost identical to the uh, – uh, the other Moderna vaccine, they're both messenger RNA vaccines uh, that are wrapped in, in a fat, in a, in a lipid molecule. Um, the uh, Moderna is wrapped in a cholesterol and the, the uh, Pfizer is wrapped in another fatty substance. And then there, of course, they're 
the heavy emulsifiers so they are uh, dissolvable in the bloodstream and they have uh, things to preserve them and so on and so forth and dissolve them. So at any rate, what they did, and this was done last year, is they had 43,548 participants, and they randomized them to those who got a placebo, which is just a salt water injection, and those who actually got the vaccine. And this is where the statistics came from to uh, say that it was 90 to 100% in fe- effective in uh, preventing the coronavirus, the COVID virus infection, and those who actually got the, the vaccination, the, the real one, not the placebo. So this is where it came from. And then the secondary part of that is, well, how long will the antibodies stay in our system? Well, there's another study that's been done with this vaccine. And what they did is they gave uh, mice uh, the vaccine and they measure their antibodies every so often. And they're six months out, six and a half months out now, Ken. And they still got antibodies. They still got good high levels of antibodies. So what the press has seized onto and people are, are talking about and thinking is that, well, the antibodies will only last for six months. No, that's not what it means. What it means is that so far the antibodies have lasted six months with good high levels. Does that make sense? Sure. It's, it's too soon to know. Yeah, it's too soon to know. Right. They'll keep watching and, them. You know, and- yeah, I mean, you know, and look, even if you need a booster shot a couple of years down the road, big deal. Exactly. I mean, it's, we get a blue shot every year. What's the difference? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> there is some confusion. Was, Let me change the yeah. subject just a little bit here. I, I've been detecting some confusion amongst people who do get the vaccine. Now, are, is that like a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card? I mean, can you do away with the mask? Are you free and good? How, how careful do you have to be once you have the vaccine? Now, the, another Pfizer study that came out of Israel, and I read the, uh, I read that too. It uh, it it says that the viral testing positive for the virus drops off. That you don't test positive for the virus after two to four weeks if you uh, were if you were carrying the virus and and you uh, you got the vaccination. And we see this too in people who have had the uh, the virus and survive it. Most of them clear the virus in two to four weeks. You remember the Canadian guy I was talking about last yes. week that was mm-hmm. so sick? Right. Um, he looks bad. I mean, he they actually flew him back, repatriated him to Canada in an air ambulance because it's, it was getting too expensive for the uh, for the travel insurance company. But oh. I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, but, he, I mean, if we had stopped the, the ventilator and all the medications we were giving him intravenous, he would have died right there. But uh, his wife wanted to keep trying, and so we said okay, and we packaged him up and sent him home. But before they would let him on the plane, they said we want him to be negative for the virus, and so we swabbed his nose again, and he was negative. So you do turn negative most of the time if you've had the virus and you've mounted an antibody response, or if you've gotten the vaccination. Does that mean you can take your mask off? Here's the thing, Ken. If you take your mask off, other people are going to say, oh, look, Doc's got his mask off. It must be okay now. So I would say, no, don't take your mask off. Does that mean that you're still infectious? No. It means that we still need to uh, preserve all of the safety features, and that includes reinforcing each other's behavior so that those who are not immunized or have not had the the infection uh, and they're not immune, that they won't get it and get sick. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, so continue to play the game is what you're saying. I mean, if, if you even wear your mask, wear your mask and your uh, mask. social distance and and be secure in the knowledge yep. that you've had the vaccine, but you don't want to spread it to anybody else. You, you just, yeah, that's, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and look, there's no proof that keeping your hands uh, constantly cleansed with the alcohol uh, prevents the, the spread of it. But what it does do is it reminds us all to be cautious. So I think it's a good thing to go ahead and continue to do that. Uh, whether you think it's of value or not in preventing spread of the virus, I think there's a psychological component to this that, you know, it, it becomes like a ritual that is important for people to follow so that uh, we don't spread the virus to those who are not vaccinated yet. So Certainly that's original. my take. I, I feel like I have a mask on now even when I'm not wearing a mask. It feels- well, you know, the thing that really I, I told you, I just – this honest to God, everything after wearing that mask for a few months smelled like urine. For me. <laughs> I couldn't, I could not take it. <laughs> you, know, but you had to wear it. So what are you going to do? I mean, uh, well, freshen that one up there, Doc. You, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> and I'm not using this to strain anything with. It's a brand new mask. <laughs> so at any rate, these uh, these masks are important. Uh, not for me because I'm immune now, uh, but for you because you're not immune, and I don't want you to stop wearing your mask because I'm not wearing mine. Does that make sense? Sure. And even if you get the shot, wear the mask. So. Yeah, and so I, I think it's a it's a it's a good idea that we continue to follow the CDC guidelines, whether they're correct or not, because it's become a ritual that we need to follow in order to maintain safety for everybody. We'll get there, though. I think by summer we should have at least 100 million people vaccinated. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate. Will there be herd immunity? Will it be enough to stop the virus from spreading around the country? Well, of course, the ports of entry are the areas that need to be vaccinated first after you get the old parts and the doctors and the nurses and the sickies, uh, like New York and Los Angeles and Seattle and Miami. This, This is where people come in from out of the country. We'll see if New York will be able to figure this out. I see where they're trying to recall Governor Cuomo now. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Oh, the same thing's going on in California, isn't it? They're trying to. Yeah, with Gavin yeah. Newsom. Yeah. And I, you know what I learned? Gavin is related by marriage to Nancy Pelosi. Did you know that? I had no idea. <laughs> in what She's way? like an aunt-in-law. An, an aunt-in-law, aunt-in-law, I think. All yeah, right. and I don't know what that is. but Neither did I, but I know they I all guess... have stock and electric vehicles. I'll bet you that's true. I bet you that. I bet you they have. I bet you they own land that's got lithium out there. Probably and just waiting for the right moment to change the uh, EPA laws in California so they can dig that stuff up and sell it. That's right. Because as you guys know, lithium is what you make uh, the car batteries with, and also they're they're everything now. They're in our little flashlights, our LEDs. I mean, lithium is ubiquitous in in the world for batteries and, and for electron storage battery storage that's what we're using now probably in pacemakers and oh absolutely and i mean they are and you know what they do too in pacemakers is they put just a bitty 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 tiny bit of radioactive material in there because it makes the batteries last longer now we could probably make batteries last a lot longer if we did that but i think the recycling is is what uh, the government is afraid of that they don't know how they would recycle all these things that get out of hand and there'd be radioactivity floating around that that would maybe cause your big toe to, to <laughs> wink or something. I don't know. But 
you, you know those smoke detectors and those carbon monoxide detectors. You the one that lasts 10 years out. and all that, yeah. They have uh, radioactive material in their batteries called uh, Americum, Americ- Americum, Americurium, or something like that. At any rate, it's, they're radioactive, and so, but it's such a small amount, and I guess the government figures, well, you know, what's, what's worse, dying from carbon monoxide poisoning or, or trying to stand in front of one of those things for 10,000 years to see if it has an adverse effect? <laughs> I, think the, I think the more immediate threat is what... They probably made the right decision through. on that then, okay. I think, yeah. I think they did. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, my staff, they didn't believe me, so I grabbed, because we had a nuclear lab, we did nuclear cardiology testing, I'd grab my Geiger counter and stick it up against her. That <laughs> was pretty cool. We got them all going. <laughs> ah, fun at the doctor. Fun at the doctor's office. Let's play with the Geiger counter. All right, I like that. Yeah, let's play. <laughs> and you remember when when they used to use radium on the watch faces on the dial? Sure. So yeah. You could see it at night. Yeah, and so you could take your Geiger counter and put it on one of those, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know Marie Curie, you know the sure. woman who started the whole radioactive deal and discovered uranium and radium and. And they've even got one named after her now, Curium or something like that. I think there is something named after her, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's the only, I think the only physicist who got two Nobel Awards, not at the same time. So she she was a double, she was a double hitter. You know, she was a big deal back in the day. Nice girl, good Polish girl, my bloodline, at least half of it. You probably didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Yes, indeed. And she went to France to uh, study and do her work. And that's where she set up her, her lab. And uh, that's where they, her and her husband, they worked on and extracted uranium from, from the basic ore that uh, was being discarded from mines. I guess they were looking for other more precious metals at that time. And uh, that, that's how the whole thing started. And she died not from radiation poisoning. She died from, I'll give, I'll give you two choices, heavy metal and heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> go with the heavy you can, metal. You can, all right, go with the heavy metal. Yeah. Why? Because radium and uh, and uh, uh, like uranium lead. and all these are they're heavy metals, mm-hmm. and so they they would get into your system and they would uh, replace the iron in your in your blood, and you'd get anemic and you'd eventually die unless you had some kind of treatment. It's like getting lead in. Is it like getting you lead in your blood? Same kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, it was chronic, like chronic lead poisoning, oh. because they... the, the the red blood cells, when they're being made, they look for a heavy metal that that has a lot of electrons hanging off of it that they can utilize, and uh, so they'll pick up not only iron, they'll pick up arsenic, lead, whatever you know, they'll pick up whatever there is around. Plus, the stuff gets stored in your bone marrow and in your liver, and it can do damage to your liver and your heart. And you know, it's, it's a big deal. You know, heavy metals are they're a big deal, and our body spends an awful lot of time and energy just securing iron. I mean, it's a huge molecule that iron's stuck in, and, uh, and then you have multiple other molecules in this bloodstream that pass it off. You have uh, um, haptoglobins, and you have... Uh, uh, you have Kufner cells and macrophages that will go down and they'll actually grab a, a, a red blood cell that is about ready to burst apart. You know, they scan them 
as they go through the liver and the spleen, and they reach down and they grab them. Just they do, just like a, just like on a production line, and they'll grab them, they ingest them, and then they they reprocess the iron and they pass it off to other cells and other proteins in the bloodstream that carry it back to the bone marrow and to the liver to be reprocessed and reused. It's pretty cool the way they do that. So I should be throwing away my Nirvana albums or keeping them? I'm not quite sure what I should be doing here with my heavy metal. (laughs) I think that as long as you don't eat your vinyl albums. Okay, so as long as they don't eat my Nirvana albums, all right. Yeah, if if you have heavy metal on tape, or uh, <laughs> CDs or records, please don't eat that. <laughs> You're okay. okay. All right. That, 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 that will, there might be some iron in there. Iron Maiden, <laughs> Iron Butterfly. Some iron Butterfly, that's what you need. Somebody's <laughs> in there. So we have to be careful with that. Now, the other thing that's interested me was, uh, did you see that, I think we talked about this last week, the big run-up in, in GameStop. Did we talk about that yeah, last week? Yeah, we did. Week? Yeah, we did for briefly. You did anyway. But, um, yeah, I well, I'm very familiar yeah, with it. You know, my son ended up, he called me and he said, Dad, I'm, 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 what do you think? And I said, get out. The federal government's stepping in. Once they step in, it's all over. He said, I've got a stop loss of $1,000. He said, Zeke ain't going to get there. So he thought about it for a few hours, and he actually sold it. And I think he sold near the top, so he made a little money on it. You okay. know, he didn't have much. But uh, so good for him. And then he called me back about Vaxart, which is a new uh, upstart I guess it's a vaccine company, but they're making oral vaccines and they're working on an oral vaccine for the coronavirus, for the COVID virus. Um, They've had some early successes in the lab. So we'll see if that pans out. And he said, what do you think? And I said, "Uh, you know, don't, don't buy it as a short-term play, get, you know, throw a thousand dollars into it, stick it in your top drawer and forget about it for a decade. And, and uh, it'll, it'll go. So, there's a lot of new things come out, Ken, that are very exciting and, and opportunities, not only for our health, but for also for investing. But what's really amazing to me is this Bitcoin. Have you followed this? I have I have no idea what a Bitcoin actually is, and I don't put my money into anything I don't completely understand. So I'm not I'm not into yeah, Bitcoin. I mean, you know, this, in 2010, you could get a Bitcoin for a dollar. Right. Now they're 150000 or whatever. I don't get it. I don't know. I think it got as high as about 48000 on Thursday, and I don't know if it made it to 50000 on Friday. So it's uh, it's soared uh, 60% uh, in a year and roughly 1,200% since mid-March of 2020. And I don't even know what it is. No, and you can lose it just I, as I, fast. So Yeah, but uh, apparently the, uh, the, big, the big investment funds and the big banks are buying into it now just in case. It's a virtual money, uh, so it, it doesn't exist except uh, in the virtual world. I know the criminal. Something... The criminal world loves it because it's hard to trace, apparently. Mm-hmm. So. And the Chinese have started their own uh, virtual currency, uh, so they have their own Bitcoin now, and they gave I don't know several million people like fifteen hundred dollars or the equivalent of that in Bitcoin credits or whatever they call their Bitcoin to spend and so they've got these credits and they can go buy whatever they want with it they want to see how it works so they're stepping in and elon musk you know the tesla guy Mm -hmm. he got into it he bought 1.5 billion worth of cryptocurrency recently did you say billion did you say billion with a b 
$1.5 billion. Billion. With a beat. Okay. Cryptocurrency, and he'd soon accept it as a form of payment for his electric cars, for the Teslas. Uh-huh. And uh, so it, it's a fascinating phenomena. And the way this whole thing started, the best I can understand, and I'm really not very savvy on this, is is there was so many Bitcoins that were <clears throat> created by whoever created. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, I think it might have been some Japanese guy. And the way that you could initially get them is if there was a trade, so like if you wanted to buy a Bitcoin, somebody had to uh, have a computer that would decipher or that would make a key, uh, a key for that Bitcoin that was not uh, crackable, that couldn't be broken. So all of a sudden, all these nerds and kids and people, they were putting together these humongously complex computers to try to uh, be the first. So they were competing. It was a competition. So they were competing to make uh, a key that was not breakable, that was not uh, couldn't be broken into so somebody couldn't steal your Bitcoin. And whoever came up with the key first, that person would also get a Bitcoin. And that's how the whole thing started. And now, every time there's a transaction, somebody has to uh, create a key that is unsolvable. It's an unsolvable code, an uncrackable code that will be attached to just that Bitcoin, and that will therefore carry it along with that Bitcoin and that transaction. And whoever comes up with that key, I guess they get a Bitcoin. So it's a it's a fascinating thing. I mean, there's a you know, it's a, it's a, you think about it. I mean, there's a stimulus there for people to get involved and try to get it and, and try to get these keys, make these keys, produce these keys on their computer so they get a Bitcoin. And of course, the more that there is out there, the more people that are doing it, the more competitive, the more value it is. Well, I think I'll so stick with cool. my Chase account, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond my, my abilities. Uh, I guess you could invest in in a, a Bitcoin spider. You know, there are funds now where you can get fractional parts of it because you certainly, most of us are not going to be able to go out and get one Bitcoin for fifty thousand dollars and feel good about it, even if you got could I mean, get it. Yeah, you know, it too, way too nervous. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't have fifty grand sitting in their in their account that they can go out and spend on one Bitcoin and. I mean, it's a, it's a gamble still because it's it's still a new thing. It's only about 10, 15 years old. Well, essentially any so, investment is a gamble, but there are gambles and there are gambles. You know, Understand the gamble you're taking. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's like marriage. Marriage is a gamble, <laughs> but if you do a little a little research and you get to know the person, I mean, you, and you're willing and committed to working at it, the gamble's worth it, then you can do it. But, you know, I mean, is it a gamble to buy a spider fund of uh, of good blue-chip uh, uh, pharmaceutical stocks? Heck no, man. If you'd done that in 1970, you'd, you'd be a gazillionaire now because <laughs> all the pharmaceutical industry is just nothing, done, done nothing but go up and up. We're about 30 seconds away from the oh. end of the show, Doc. All right. Well, I guess we better wrap it up, and I'm sorry that we had trouble here. I'll have to figure this out. It's probably at my end. And by the way, we have the telemedicine available for you at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We have Bay Area Medical for Americans. Come on in. We accept a number of insurances. 
We have can care clinic for Canadians and visitors. And Ten we seconds. Toenail I... gel study. Say goodbye. Seven two seven three eight four six four one one. Seven two seven three eight four six four one one. Bye.